So good to be with you today in the presence of the Lord. Where else would you rather be than in His presence? Because in His presence there is fullness of joy. Amen. I'm going to turn your attention to the book of Acts chapter 2. I want to read two verses of Scripture. And I'm going to read from Acts chapter 2 verse 38. How many of you are excited about Acts 2 38? And then I will read Acts chapter 10 and verse... 45 and I give honor to this church and um, love 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 East Wind my son is very angry that he's not here and uh, I said to the first service this morning how my son is not happy if I have to go to Florida or if I get to go to Florida without him and he can't go and I was in Florida the last two weekends and so he assumed I was here because he equates east wind is all of florida you know and so he's just was so distraught that he could not be here and see the bubbies and see amy myers his favorite person in the world and be with uh, the meyer family in this great church and uh, he loves loves this church as as do my wife and i we thank you so much for your love and support through the years and especially these this last year, this uh, my wife and I don't know where we would be without the love and support of this church. We're so thankful for the body of Christ. Aren't you thankful that you're a part of a body of Christ, the body of believers with great leadership? And I give Bishop and Dr. Myers honor today. I love them. Amen. Acts chapter 238. I want you to read it with me or quote it with me. Amen. And uh, don't don't show off, you know, like, you know, close your eyes and quote it. We, it's, all, it's right here. You can just read it with us. You know, we don't need any show offs. We just about everybody could quote this verse. And if you can't quote it, this this would be a good verse to to memorize your first verse. If you haven't ever memorized any scripture, this would be a good place to start. Then Peter said unto them, repent. Come on, everybody. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. amen. I want to read one more verse of scripture in Acts chapter 10 and 45. Bible says in this verse of scripture, and they of the circumcision, that's the Jewish people, the Jewish people which believed were astonished. Which is funny to me because you think, why would you be astonished if you believe? <laughs> but they believed and were astonished. Why were they astonished? As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles, that's you and I, also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. These Jewish people were astonished that even us, we could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I have a burden upon me to just talk to you today about the gift of the Holy Ghost. Would you just lift your hands and would you just pray for a fresh touch of the gift of the Holy Ghost? I believe God wants to take you into another dimension. I believe God wants to uplift you today. I believe God has a word of direction and faith for you. I believe the Lord has a touch of healing for your body. And it is all wrapped up in the gift of the Holy Ghost. Would you just lift up your hands for just a moment and worship the Lord? Because He has given us... He has purchased for us the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! Now would you clap your hands with great faith and praise and one more time would you shout hallelujah Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus name. Somebody shout yes! <laughs> amen. 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 The gift of the Holy Ghost. Feel in my spirit to talk to you about this today. First and foremost, for those of you in this service that have never received this gift before. There's people in this room just as there were in the first service. And there will be again in tonight's service. And I'm sure in every service, there's probably at least one or several 
who have never received this precious gift of the Holy Ghost, first and foremost, I preach this sermon for you because you can receive this gift today. This gift has already been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to do anything to earn it. It's already been purchased. It's not on layaway. It's already been paid for. Ready for you to open and to receive. This gift is for you. Amen. But also I feel a burden to talk about this today. and Maybe speak on some practical things here in a moment. Because I know that it is the will of God. That all of you be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But it is also the will of God. Hear me. That it is the will of God. That every one of you be led by the Holy Ghost. It is the will of God for all of you to walk in the Holy Ghost. And it is the will of God right now for you to be used by the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is the will of God for you to help someone else receive this gift of the Holy Ghost. I wish there would be a 100% amen right there. Can everybody say amen? I want to make sure that you really believe that it is God's will for you to help someone else open this gift. I come against every lie, every spirit of doubt, every heart of condemnation that might say something along the lines of, you are not worthy to help someone else receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I come against that lie that might try to convince you that I can't pray for someone to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't have that office or that gifting or that calling. That is not the truth. The truth right now and the will of God is that you can and you will be used to allow someone else to experience and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Would you just shout Amen! Amen, amen, amen. The gift of the Holy Ghost. It is a gift for a reason. It is a promise for a reason. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 4, the Bible says, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. Ephesians, and forgive me for the media team. I didn't give them all these verses. But in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. I want them to load this verse up if they can. Ephesians 2 and 12. The Bible says concerning you and I, the Gentile people, the non-Jewish people. It says that at that time. When he says at that time, he's referring to the time before you were allowed to come to Jesus Christ. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth. That means the family or the community of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. What a terrible circumstance to live in. At that time, without Christ, an alien from the family, a stranger from the promise, no hope without God in the world. I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to live a day like that. Verse 13 says, but now, oh, somebody say it, but now. <laughs> But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For through Him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. I think we all should just right now say thank you Jesus 
because there was a day that at that time I was without God I was an alien I was a stranger from the promises of God I didn't have little hope I had no hope And I was without God in the world. But now through the blood of Christ Jesus. Now through the spirit of God. Now I have hope. Now I have a promise. Now I have power. Now I am the body. Now I am a saint. Now I am sanctified. Now I am justified. Now I am delivered into the hands of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 and 13, Ephesians 1 and 13, the same Bible, the same book, excuse me, but a previous chapter says, In whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You were sealed, signed, sealed and delivered. You were sealed with the Holy Ghost. You weren't just filled. You weren't just touched. You weren't just empowered. You are sealed by the Holy Ghost. Anything God steals or seals, anything God seals, the devil cannot steal. That is a lie for the devil to say, I'm going to steal something. And the Bible says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill and destroy. The truth of the matter is he can't steal anything we don't give him access to. Oh, he'll steal your joy if you give him, give him it. He'll steal your peace if you give him access to your peace. He'll steal the sanctity of your mind, the clarity of your mind if you give him access to it. But he don't have access to something God has sealed through the power of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. This gift of the Holy Ghost, it truly is a mystery, isn't it? Imagine this with me. I mean, how in the world could we fully fathom and understand this power, this gift of the Holy Ghost when God, who is larger, bigger, greater than the universe, the universe does not confine Him, does not restrain Him. He is not, he is not exist within the universe. The universe exists within Him. And think about the universe. We can't fathom the depths of the universe. We can't scratch the surface of our own galaxy, much less the, the outer realms of space. To the best of our knowledge, we can put some of it into an equation, but we can't even understand the things that we can see and touch. The universe. How much less can we put God into an equation of understanding? This is a mystery, this, this gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why I want to iterate and reiterate to some of you don't try to receive this gift don't try to walk in this gift don't even try to be used in this gift through a step of understanding the gift of the holy ghost is not about a step of understanding saying oh i understand how how god who's bigger than the universe he is holy 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 which was which is which is to come the king of kings the lord of lords he's Bigger and greater than the universe. Oh, I understand how that God can come live inside of me. Five foot nine, a hundred and not none of your business. Full of sin, full of doubt, full of iniquity, full of flesh, full of carnal thoughts, full of messed up decisions and mistakes. And how does that God come live inside of me? You want to know the answer? I don't know is the answer. Three words that will liberate you from every spirit of doubt. I don't know. Those are not three words easily spoken. I don't know. I don't know if I ever heard my dad being raised as a child. I don't know if I ever heard my dad say those words. I don't know. If I asked my dad a question he didn't know, he would make it up. And now with technology, you know. We got in the palm of our hands, we got something we can look it up just in, in an instant, you know. And if my son's not looking to ask a question, I can look it up real quick and act like I do know. And it, my, my son is infatuated right now with the concept of Spanish. There's another language out there. He's finally discovering there is another language. And so he assumes now that any words that he doesn't understand, it must be Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> 
We were in one service in South Dakota and they had a large uh, Jamaican congregation in their church and they had a, the praise team, the Jamaican people came up and, and they were singing in their own language and Creole and stuff. And my son said, wow, they know Spanish too. <laughs> I was teaching them something from the Bible one day and the, head, the, the subtitle was inner purity. He didn't know what that meant. He said, dad, is that Spanish? <laughs> It's his infatuation. He sits in the car seat in the car when we're driving. And he, I mean, the whole time we're driving, you know, it almost gets on my nerves, you know, because he just anything that comes to his mind, he wants to know how to say that word in Spanish. He'll see some, Dad, how do you say tree in Spanish? And when I have to say those three words, I don't know. I say, son, I don't know. I know enchilada and taco and Taco Bell, <laughs> queso. That's about it, you know. He said, well, how do you say this in Spanish? I said, I don't know. He says, well, ask Siri. <laughs> so now I have to, okay. So now I have to say, you know, I don't want to say it out loud because all your phones will start going off. You know, H-E-Y, the word H-E-Y, you know. And then S-I-R. If I say it out loud, all the phones are going to start going off. And we're going to have, you know, people listening in on this. You know? But you say, hey, you know, Siri. And you know, how do you say tree in Spanish? You know, and, and then he'll go to the next word. And it's just never ending. The whole drive. How do you say toys in Spanish? <laughs> I don't know. Well, ask Siri. <laughs> Those three words are very liberating. You know, when you can realize, I don't know. Which means, I don't have to know my way into God's mysterious omnipotence. Omnipresence. Omniscience. I can't understand omnipotence. Omnipotence means all powerful. See, I can only do about 10 push-ups before I pass out. I'm not all powerful. I'm 10 push-ups of power. That's about it. Everything that we have in this existence, it's got an end to it. It's got, it's got a shelf life. It's got a limitation. It's got a cap to it. We can't comprehend all power. We can't comprehend it. So we've got to stop trying to walk ourselves into the gift with understanding. Hello. Unto him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. The power that worketh in us is our faith in him. Now the Bible says in Proverbs to get wisdom and with all you're getting get understanding. But here's how it works. You don't get an experience of the miraculous power of God with understanding. You get the experience of the power of God through a step of faith. And then after you have a step of faith, you have a walk with God where God gives you understanding over time. When you come to church, when you come to midweek Bible study and you read your Bible at home and you study to show yourself approved and you pray and you learn God, then through a course of a lifestyle and walking with God, that's where understanding comes to you little pieces at a time. If God handed me understanding in one moment, my head would explode. What happened to him? God gave him all the understanding at one point, one time. Head just... Couldn't, couldn't contain it. There's no way. So in order to experience the gift of the Holy Ghost, I take a step of faith. In order to pray someone through to the Holy Ghost, I don't say, okay, let me think about this for a second. So I'm going to do two plus two, and then it's going to equal this, and then, and then, and then I'm going to go like this, or is it this, or is it this, or is it this, or, and then I'm going to say, what is it? Do I say by the authority? And I'm going to say, is it by the power of the name? And, and then all of a sudden, this electricity of power is going to just activate. And then I'm going to feel it through me. And I'm going to, and then it's going to come through my hand. And, and is it the right hand or do I left? Or, and, then, and then all of a sudden, it's going to flow through them. And then just, whoa, holy God. Is that how it works? I, that's what I used to wonder. I remember the first time I ever preached in Florida. This was 10 years ago now, 10 years ago, preaching in Florida. And, and I didn't know how in the world 
Someone was going to get the Holy Ghost. I had no idea. I was, I was as lost as some of you are about it, you know. And I would call people like Brother Herring and other people who were seeing this happen, you know. I would literally call them because I would see through the Instagram or whatever, social media or, or the, the live stream or something, you know. 85 people got the Holy Ghost. 20 people got the Holy Ghost, whatever. I would call the evangelist, whoever it was, and I would say, what did you do? I would call them. I remember sitting in Florida calling them. I remember I called because uh, they had just had a Holy Ghost crusade. Joey Campatella preached it and all these people got the Holy Ghost. I called and I called some of these people and I said, what did you do? They're like, what are you talking about? But how did they get the Holy Ghost? What, what did you do? Tell me, what did you do? And they're like, I preached the Holy Ghost. No, 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 but, but what, what exactly did you preach? Acts chapter 238, you know, you, and you shall receive the gift. No, no, okay, I, I know that. But like, what did you say? You're going to get the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. Like, how did you say it? You know, they were as confused as I was. Like, what are you talking about? I preached on the Holy Ghost. I believe they're going to get it. And I just realized that, you know, it's going to happen. And through the foolishness of preaching, it pleases God to save them that believe. We don't want the foolishness of preaching. We want the masterpiece of preaching. Oh, that was a masterpiece. God said, I ain't going to say nobody. That's in your flesh. Through the foolishness of preaching, when you look like a fool, God looks faithful. When you look like a fool, God can show up and say, that's what I'm looking for. An earthen vessel with cracks and drops and failures and, and, and mistakes and debris and all this stuff. Now I can show up and I can do what I do. When you try to be the masterpiece, God can't show up. You try to do it in your flesh. And I was like, how in the world do you do? How, what, did, what, what, what was the prayer you prayed, you know? And they said, well, you know, the prayer of faith, and there's a formula that, you know, by the authority of the Word of God, by the power of the name of Jesus. But they would tell me, you know, but that's just, that's just a formula. These, you don't have to say, by the authority of the Word of God, by the power of the name. You just say, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, sometimes people start receiving the Holy Ghost before we can even get to our little thing that we have planned. Does that make sense? I, there's been so many. I love it. In fact, I, 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 I want that to happen. Just like in Acts chapter 10, it says that while Peter yet spoke the words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. He didn't get to say, okay, step number one, step number two. And I'm for all of that. I got that stuff in my notes. Because that's how we help people understand to take that step of faith. We give them a little bit of understanding of what this is. We give them a little bit when they don't have a lot of faith and you give them just a little bit of understanding. You give them a little bit of instruction. Now they can say, okay, I can see that. I'm going to take those steps. And what we're doing is positioning someone to take that step of faith. We're going to lift up our hands. We're going to close our eyes. Why do we do that? Because we lift up our hands to posture ourselves, to position ourselves in, 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 in a sign of faith. And, and we're worshiping God. And we close our eyes so that we can get our eyes off of the temporal and our eyes off of distraction and intimidation so that we can, in our faith, we can see the love and glory of God. But do you have to lift your hands? Do you have to lift your head? No, you don't have to. But the majority of the time, I see people receive the Holy Ghost to receive a miracle with their hands lifted, their eyes closed, their head lifted because that is a sign of victory. I don't care if you score a touchdown, hit a home run, get the promotion on the job, or secretively, secretively win the lottery. I don't know. You don't walk around like this. Scratched off $500. Just scored a touchdown. If the world understands the posture of victory, we ought to understand that better than them. The moment somebody scores a touchdown, hits a home run, makes the game-winning three-pointer, gets a promotion on the job, gets anything. I mean, anything. You find a penny on the ground that's heads up. You don't pick up those tails. You know, it's on tails. You don't pick that up. You, it's head, that's what my mom always said. She was superstitious. If it's heads up, you pick it up. You know, it's like, what? okay. You find a penny on the ground, you don't just, thank God. The posture of victory is what? The moment I go like this. You don't have to have your hands raised. Billy Cole used to get, I mean, absolutely crucified because he'd have Holy Ghost altar calls and have people sit down. And they would just persecute him because they would set up chairs so people could sit down. And like, what are you doing? Well, the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell where they were sitting. 
Figured I'd try it in my services. Let's sit them down so they can, they can stay a little longer. We get tired standing up after a while. Let's just sit down and see what happens, you know. I love, I love walking up to be. In fact, one time, one time I had, um, I was in British Columbia and there was these, there was several people on the altar wanting to receive the Holy Ghost. And of course, I didn't know, I don't know any backstories usually until later when the pastor will share, man, that person's gone through this and God really touched him, whatever. Well, there was these three people right here. It was, it was a lady and then her husband. And then standing next to him was their neighbor, their friend. And I had found out that they had been atheists. In fact, they had been living in depression. And, and I found out later that the lady and the man, the husband and wife, they had, they had decided to commit suicide. And in fact, they tried to take their own lives with overdosing on pills. And by the grace of God, the ambulance got there to resuscitate them or whatever, and they, they survived. And here they were now the, a week later, and they're standing at the altar. And I'm trying to give instruction, you know, about receiving the Holy Ghost. I said, we're going we're gonna to do a few things. We're going to repent of our sins, and we're going to lift up our hands, and, and then we're going to, you know, lift up our heads and close our eyes and worship God. And... and so I said, but let's take a few seconds and let's just begin to repent and told him what repentance was. It's turning from our sins and giving our lives to God. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to begin to tell God, I give my life to you. That's repentance. I turn my life to you, God. I give everything I have to you. And I said, but then after that, after repentance, we're going to begin to lift up our hands and worship God. Well, while we're repenting. I'm just kind of pacing back and forth. I, I give my life to you, Lord. I, I turn my heart around. God, I, everything I am belongs to you. Forgive me of my sins. And I hear this roar. Just, ah! you know. And I'm thinking, what in the world? I walk over here. And the lady, one of the, of the, the, the wife who had committed suicide the week before, she's standing there. And she's speaking in tongues for the first time. And I said, Wait. I didn't allow you to speak in tongues yet. You're out of order. You didn't obey my instructions yet. You're going to ruin this. No, I didn't say that. God said, she's ready. So I said, hey, uh, ma'am, you're speaking in tongues. Will you lay your hand on your husband? As soon as she laid her hand on her husband, boom, he started speaking in tongues, receiving the Holy Ghost. I said, will y'all two pray for your your neighbor here, your, your friend? And they laid hands on her and boom, they received the Holy Ghost. I didn't have time to walk them through because they were so hungry. You ever been to one of these nice, fancy restaurants, you know? That's what I love about preaching here. They take me to nice places. I go to, I, I, I was at another church. I won't say where, but they, they took me to Wawa, you know? <laughs> I drove 22 hours to preach at this church. He said, are you hungry? I said, starving. He pulled up to, I'd never heard of Wawa. He pulled up to a gas station and I thought he was getting gas. He says, come on in. I said, what? He said, this is where we're eating dinner. I said, what in the world? <laughs> but, you know, you hang out with leaders in this church. They, they treat you right, you know. And they take you to nice places. And, and sometimes we go to places, you got 12 forks on this side and eight spoons over here and three butter knives and different looking knives. And, and I'm thinking, what in God's name do I do? They got to bring you some sort of sheet, you know, with a diagram of, now this is what you do, you know, when this food comes and you use this fork and then when this comes, you use that spoon. And, then the, and there's all these instructions you got to learn, you know, you're going to look like a fool. But if you come off, you know, you, you, you starve, you're, you're homeless or something, or you, you haven't been able to eat or you've been fasting and you're starving, you don't need no instructions. I don't care what fork. In fact, I don't need no fork. I don't need this. Put the food in front of me and get out of my way. When you really want to be used by the gift of the Holy Ghost, you don't really need step one, step two. You'll be, you'll be willing to look like a fool and do it wrong as long as you get it inside of you. I don't care what they say about me. I don't care if they never allow me back. Just put the food in front of me and get out of my way. I want to be careful because there's some people that they want the instruction. They want, they want to do it just right. They don't, they want to do it the proper way. But man, there's some people that say, I just, I'm hungry. I probably told this here before, but I was preaching youth camp one time. And in my, there was a second service of that youth camp. This 16 year old boy who I found out later, didn't know his story. You know, I'm a guest myself. And while I'm preaching, I'm eight minutes into my sermon. 
he jumps up like four or five rows back, jumps up and starts scooting down the aisle like this, you know, move, 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 move. I thought, he got to go potty. <laughs> he gets to the aisle and just takes off running down to the altar. Now, let me tell you the details, the content. This boy was born into a family that used to be Pentecostal. And by the time he was born, they had already backslidden. They didn't even go to church anymore. But he had made friends with a couple of young apostolic men in his high school who had really, uh, you know, fellowshiped and discipled him, befriended him and invited him to youth camp. And that was his first time to ever go to church at a Pentecostal youth camp. And by the second service, eight minutes into my second sermon, he couldn't take it no more. He didn't care how many forks were over here and spoons and instructions and you got to do it this way and protocol and tradition and da 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 He said, I'm hung. He literally came running down. I thought, what is he doing? He came and stood right here and these are the words he spoke. He lifted his hands and said, God, I'm hungry. That's all he said. Nobody was standing near him to pray for him. But when he said, I'm hungry, God threw out the instructions and filled him with the Holy Ghost. He began speaking in other tongues. We baptized him in the pond on the campground. He called his mother mother and father and told him what happened. His dad came the next day who had been backslidden for nearly 20 years. And that young man prayed his dad back through to the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you're hungry, you don't need the invitation. You don't need the instructions. When you're hungry, you'll break protocol. You'll throw out the schedule. You'll throw out the agenda. You'll run the aisles. You'll roll on the floor. You'll look like a fool. You'll dance. Ah. Is anybody hungry for the gift of the Holy Ghost? Just talk a few more minutes. Let me tell you what's about to happen in this church. Man, I love this church. Woo, I was telling some of the young ladies here, I said, do you realize how blessed you are to be a part of East Wind? This church is always doing something. And I'm sure you don't always do it right, but at least you're doing something. You may not always win everybody, but at least you're doing something. My God, I'd rather do something the wrong way than to sit on the pew every week doing nothing, sucking my thumb, waiting for God to send the harvest. God's not going to send the harvest. He's trying to send the church to the harvest. Let me tell you what's happening. The shift that's taking place. There is a paradigm shift that's happening in this church. God is getting ready right now to use you, you, you to lay hands on the lost and see them receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I told a family in the first service this morning, they have a, a gift of hospitality. People want to go to their house. People want to be at their house because they love souls. They love to feed people. I said, well, get ready. You're not just going to feed them from the food of your stove. You're going to pray them through to the Holy Ghost. You're going to lay hands on them and see them speak in tongues. Oh, I wish you'd really clap your hands and believe that with me. God wants to use you. Seventy-five days from now is our next Palm Bay outpouring crusade. And I prophesy in the Holy Ghost. That you are going to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. You're going to walk right up to them and say, when I lay my hand on you, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive ye the Holy Ghost. You're going to speak that word of faith and God's going to use you to give someone else the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Let me read a verse of scripture before I close. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 and 13, the Lord gave me this passage this morning. And, and the, the Bible says here, reading from the NLT, it says, You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. You rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. Isn't that amazing? The prophets of old, they would all of a sudden a spirit of prophecy would come over them and they would see it. They would hear it. They would write it down. One day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. They would see you praying people through to the Holy Ghost and they would get so excited. They probably talked like we talk sometimes. They, they probably believed it thinking it's going to happen. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen right now, but it didn't happen in their day. But now it's happening happening the Bible says in verse 11 they wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward they wondered they wrote it down and wondered could this happen in my lifetime could I be used to bring this gift to someone else they were told, in verse 12, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. Somebody say, that's me. They were told in their messages, I'm sorry, but it won't happen in your day. They saw you and I. They didn't see us sitting on a pew. They saw us marching in the harvest field. Praying people through to the Holy Ghost. They wondered, or excuse me, verse 12, their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. The King James says they, the angels desire to look into these things. Verse 13, watch this. So what do we do? Prepare your minds for what? Action. What we're about to do in a second. Prepare your minds for action. Not for attendance. Not for membership. For action. Prepare your mind for action and exercise, self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Prepare your minds now. What does that mean? That means in your mind, you need to envision a prophetic vision of faith that says, God, I see myself bringing this gift to someone. I see myself helping someone to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Jesus talks, he talks about childlike faith. Anybody know this? Anybody remember this? He talks about childlike faith and he tells us that, that in order to, to go into his kingdom we need to become like one of these children. We need to have this type of faith. In fact, he says in Matthew 18 he, he says that if you'll become like one of these children, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. If you become like this child child what is it about children that no matter what their love language becomes later in life, they're born with a love language of gifts. <laughs> they don't care about acts of service, quality time, whatever. They, they want a gift. <laughs> you know they don't care about quality time when they open that, that Christmas card, birthday card. They don't read no letter, words. Is there money in it? <laughs> they want gifts. The first thing, you know, my son loves, of course, is he loves those gifts. He loves to be able to open a gift, and I love to give it to him. The second thing he loves, he loves to be the one to take the gift that my wife has purchased for me on Christmas and take that gift and bring it to his daddy. Can I give the gift? Can I bring the gift to daddy, please? And then when he gets there, you know what he loves to do next, right? 
He loves to help me open it. He says, what is it? And then even though he says, what is it? He's blowing his cover. He steps back and then he, he says, I got that for you, daddy. You like that, daddy? He loves to take credit for the gift. It's kind of like us sometimes, you know. <laughs> this is what I see Jesus talked about childlike faith. Gift of the Holy Ghost. Think that it would please God. Just in the same way it pleases me as a father. To allow my son to bring that gift to someone else. He didn't purchase it. He don't even know what it's all about. He just wants to be a part of giving it to someone. Ah, I feel God. God. It pleases him. That as you as his child would say, God, it's your gift. You purchased it. Can I help bring this gift to someone? And I help them open this gift. I won't take the credit. I'll get excited, but I, I'll try my best not to take the credit. But I want to bring this gift to someone and I want to help them open it. I, I want to lay my hand on them. I want to teach them a Bible study. I want to pray them through to the gift. It pleases God for His children to do that. I wonder in this place... How many of you, like a child of your heavenly Father, would desire to pray someone through to the Holy Ghost? If you'd raise your hand, if that's you, you desire this. You desire this ministry. You desire this anointing to help bring this gift of God's Spirit and salvation to someone else. If that's you, if you've raised your hand, would you stand to your feet right now? And for just a moment before we come forward, our music can come. But before we move any further, could you just express that desire to your heavenly father? Lord, you paid the price. You paid the price. You purchased it. I just want to be your child that can take this gift to someone else, Lord. God, I just want to be the vessel. I just want to speak the word of faith. I just want to be the one that lays my hand on them. And they begin to speak with other tongues. I just want to be your servant to bring your gift to someone else. Come on, express that for just a moment. Come on, make that request known unto the Lord. Lift up your voice. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to give instruction now. If you have, you've already received this gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost. You, you received it. You know where you were when you received it. You remember it. You know why you remember it? Because it wasn't something you felt. There was a tangible expression of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. If you've already had that experience before in your life, would you raise a hand and keep it up for just a moment? To all of those in this church today whose hand is down, I see people to my left here. I see people around the sanctuary whose hand is down. I want you to know you're in the right place at the right time. God wants to give you this gift. He's already paid for it and given it. All you have to do is open it and receive it. And in just a moment, those of you whose hand is down, you're going to come to this front and you're going to begin to open the gift through a step of faith. And you're going to begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance in Jesus' name. So if those, those of you that had your hand hands up again, if you've never received it, I'll do this a little differently this time. Hands up if you've never, oh, I'm sorry, if you've already received the Holy Ghost. Did you lift your hand? To all those whose hands are down, and I want those hand raisers to be apostolic. If you see someone near you whose hand is down, I want you to invite them right now and say, would you come with me to the altar? Would we take just a moment and do that? Invite them, and I'm inviting you now into the sound of my voice. Step out of your aisle, and I just want you to come stand right here at this altar as quickly as you can. Would you come quickly? Would you come quickly? Would you invite them and come stand with them right here? Don't make them come by themselves, but come with them. Bring them. 
with faith and hunger, come stand right here and leave just a little space between you and the altar right there. Amen. 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 Here they come. Look at the courage. Would you mind, young lady, right here, would you mind just coming right over here? I want to gather you together for a very specific, strategic reason. Amen. Praise God. Now, earlier, a minute ago, I asked how many of you desire to be used in this ministry of being the child of God, bringing this gift that he's purchased to someone else. You desire to pray for someone and see them filled with the Holy Ghost? One more time, if that's you, would you raise a hand? You desire this? If, if you've already been filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, baptized in Jesus' name, and you desire to be used in this ministry, I want you to come all the way up to this platform right here. I want you to come around these, and I want you to stand right here at the platform. Stand right here at the altar. You stay there. Those that have never received it, you stay right where you are. You just take a step back. Take two steps back. Those of you that desire to be used in this ministry, I want you to come stand at this altar. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Just a moment. And just a, They're coming. Come on, all the way down. Don't stay behind. Get up to this platform. Get up to this altar. Now listen. Nobody's praying right now. I'm going to give instruction. This is very, very important. We had, we had people yesterday that have been a part of this church help us realize where we kind of missed it a little bit and said, hey, we want what you're preaching. Can you tell us how to do it? You know, and I'm thinking, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, maybe, maybe that's insulting their intelligence. But they say, no, tell us. Tell us what to do. So I'm going to help you who want to pray for someone right now. And this thing will be developed, this gifting, this ministry, just like anything else in life, practice will make perfect. It will be developed in you. But in just a moment, when I tell you to, women will pray with other women, men will pray with other men. And when I tell you to, here, come here, brother. I don't know your name. Come here. Kevin, when I tell you to, or again, a woman will go pray with another lady, and a man will pray with another man. When I tell you to, you're just gently, kindly, with love. You're going to go right up to them. And they're going to be lifting their hands when we do this in a moment. We're all going to lift our hands. We're all, going, we're all going to repent first and lift our hands afterwards. They're going to be ready. All you're going to have to do is speak the word of faith over them. And lay your hand upon them. This is what you're going to do. When we've already done these things, you're going to be the vessel, the child, bringing the gift helping them to open the gift and you're just going to lay your hand right here and say in the name of Jesus receive the Holy Ghost right now in Jesus name and as you say that begin to praise God with them and say that's it go ahead worship him that's the Holy Ghost receive the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance that's it that's it that's the Holy Ghost and when you see them speaking in tongues, you can help confirm that faith, saying, that's the Holy Ghost. You're getting it. That's the Holy Ghost. We're going to do that together. But first, before we do that, I want everyone to close your eyes and we're going to say a prayer of repentance together. With your own words, don't let anyone pray this prayer for you. But with your own words from your heart of faith and honesty, I want you to begin to allow the Lord to bring His grace and mercy over your sin, your iniquity, your failure. If you don't know how to pray this prayer, you can pray with me. But I want you to say it for yourself. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry for my mistakes. God, wash me clean, Lord. Today, I give my life to you. I turn my life to you, God. Everything I have belongs to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I want everyone to say thank you, Jesus. Now, everybody listen. Everybody listen. All of you who are seeking the Holy Ghost, don't pray yet. I want you to just raise one hand so I can count how many there are up here. There's one here. Would you raise a hand, brother? Two, three. Did you have your hand raised? Four, five, six. Are you receiving the Holy Ghost today? 
Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Praise God. Twelve people are going to receive the Holy Ghost today. Now listen. So I want those, only those who just raised their hand, only those. I want you to raise both of your hands. This is a sign of surrender and a sign of expectation. Now everybody listen. Your hands are raised. I want you to close your eyes. Nobody's praying yet. And I want those, those ones who lifted their hands, I want you to say these words with me. Say, Jesus, I desire to receive the Holy Ghost today. Everybody say that. Say that. Jesus, I will receive the Holy Ghost today. I will speak in other tongues as your spirit fills me up. Now, just those that are seeking the Holy Ghost, lift your hands. Would you lift up your head towards heaven right now? I want you to look up. Your eyes are closed. When I shout hallelujah, our men and women are going to lay their hand upon your head. And instantaneously, you're going to begin receiving the Spirit of God. And you'll, your tongue will begin to shake and tremble as God fills you with the Holy Ghost. But here's what you have to do. Listen, nobody pray for anyone yet. When I shout hallelujah, you're going to release your faith unto God by shouting hallelujah. And when you shout hallelujah, someone will lay their hand upon your head. And you will no longer be able to speak that word. For God will begin to speak sounds you've never spoken before through your tongue. When you hear me shout hallelujah, that is your signal to begin shouting hallelujah. And then God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Here it comes. Here it comes. By the authority that's in the word of God. And by the power that's in the name of Jesus. I command everyone in this place to receive the Holy Ghost. Ghost in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Shout! 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 Praise the Lord and receive the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues right now.
worship offering to the Lord. Let's bring it way down. I have seen many already speaking in other tongues. We want to get a testimony of what God has done. Huh. I can feel the presence of the Lord in this place. I want everybody to stop for just a moment and listen. Everybody just hang on for just a moment. We don't want to be a distraction to anyone around us because what we're about to do is about to bring another wave of God's spirit and presence upon us. I've seen many already heard it. I saw it with my eyes. People speaking in tongues. That's why God gave us a tangible sign. So we wouldn't have to wonder and doubt and think, what did you feel? I don't know what I felt. We have a, a tangible sign, a common denominator of what happens when we receive the Holy Ghost. And many of you just received it. So I want to ask very clearly for those of you that know when we were praising God just now, your tongue began to shake and tremble. I don't care what it sounded like. Some people doubt it because they say, but it didn't sound like you. It doesn't, it's not supposed to sound like me. And they say, well, it wasn't for 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be for 30 minutes. Uh, if you spoke in other tongues, even for a moment, uh, you felt God begin to speak through you. You spoke any sound at all that was not a part of your known language. That was the evidence of the Holy Ghost. And if that happened to you today for the first time, I just want you to lift a hand as a testimony. Lift a hand. One here. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hallelujah. We've got at least nine people already. Ten. We've got at least ten people already received the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to clap your hands. Brother Richie, hold on a second. Wave your hand, Brother Richie. If you want to be baptized, we have clean, warm, fresh water. We have baptismal clothes that you can change into so you don't have to ruin your clothes. We have changing rooms and towels. It's all prepared for you to be baptized right now. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, when you come out of the water in His name, all of your failure, all the guilt, shame, and doubt, insecurity of your past will be lifted off of you as your sins are washed away forever. If you've not been baptized, you're going to get baptized today because you don't want to leave here carrying that shame anymore. The blood of Jesus is going to come over you today. If you want to be baptized, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name before, I want you to come up to the platform. Come up these steps right now. I want you to come right up here. We'll take you in the back behind this wall here where there is a baptistry tank ready for you to be baptized. Here comes the first. Already been baptized. Praise God for that. Who wants to be the first to be baptized? Who's going to break the ice? I know there's someone here that wants to do it today. I want to be baptized today. I'm tired of carrying this sin on my shoulders. I'm tired of carrying this guilt on my mind. I want to be baptized today. Who's going to be the first to break the ice and say, Today is my day of baptism. Is there anybody here that wants to be baptized in the name of Jesus? We don't baptize here in the titles of who He is. We don't baptize in the titles of the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. We don't baptize in any of His titles. Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. We baptize where the authority is in the name of Jesus. There is no authority in the title, Father, I'm a Father. There's no authority in the title, Son, I'm a Son. There is authority in the name that's above every name, Jesus Christ. So if you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you can come right up to this platform and we'll lead you where you need to go. If you think about it, in a moment after we dismiss at any point in time, later today, tomorrow, anytime this week, you realize, I want to be baptized today. We'll baptize you any day of the week, any time of the day. Amen. I just want to say this in closing. 
I want you to prepare your mind for action. Prepare your mind for action. Everybody place your hands over your mind right now. And I want you to declare that my mind is prepared for action. Not just church attendance, not just following Jesus, not just believing the truth, but I will pray people through to the Holy Ghost starting now. And in 75 days at the Palm Bay outpouring, I'm going to be used of God to bring the gift of salvation to them. I'm going to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. Now lift up your hands right now. And I want you to link up with a brother and sister beside you and believe by faith. Believe together. I have received this anointing. I will be used in this ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen in this place. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. with those that have received the Holy Ghost, those that are being baptized, they do have it. They'll come up on the screen right here. If your friend is being baptized, you'll be able to see it. Also, I want to remind you, Brother Green will be with us tonight at 6.30 p.m. Come expecting another great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you. This is our season. God's pouring out His Spirit. We rejoice with 11 that received the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Continue to worship as you please.